Welcome to Badass, Man to Man. We're keeping it real, searching for purpose, striving for significance, and empowering you to fulfill your assignment. Badass, sons, husbands, fathers, Hello, gentlemen, and welcome back to Badass. It's always an honor to speak with you today. I'm not sure if any of you have noticed on the the new image that I put on there that I finally was able to remove the E for explicit off the Apple podcast. For some reason, they had tagged me as explicit. I wasn't quite sure why that happened, but thankfully, uh, with me contact them, contacting them and Speaking with them, they were able to take that off, which I very much appreciate them doing. Today, I want to take a bit of a philosophical journey and look at mindsets and the way that we approach life and culture and the complexity of things that are going on in life. And I'm challenged almost daily on how I think, on how I approach people and how I see them. And it's, it's been a challenge, to be honest with you. And I've, I've, I've come out of years of being in the church under a religious garb, so to speak. And that religious cloak caused me to be extremely judgmental and critical about a lot of different people. And so, especially when I looked at it from being inside the church and casting a viewpoint out on the world and saying, you know, everybody's in sin and so on. You know the lingo, right? You, you've been along that pathway and you've probably been uh, alongside people that have thought that way, that have been extremely judgmental about so many things. Like, like we have all the, all the answers and we're as pure as the driven snow. And we're not by, by any stretch. I mean, our spirit is made brand new when we accept Christ. But it's, it's from that standpoint that Jesus said, you know, work out and walk out your salvation daily. Salvation is, is, is a place of thinking and belief. It's a mindset shift because it's, it's an attempt for us to get our minds into right thinking and put everything in right perspective. Now, I certainly understand there are depths of evil and wickedness out there that have a specific agenda. I understand that. I am not ignorant of that fact. However, there are a lot of people and culture in general across the whole landscape of this world that people have adopted specific mindsets about certain things. And it has complicated them to the point where I don't believe that we all understand who we are. And what we do believe is, can come into question. And, and what I'm trying to get to with that is when you were born, you had no choice on who you were born to. You had no choice on where you were born. You had no choice on your parents. You had no choice on the color of your skin. You had no choice on the language that you were going to speak. And so these things, you had 
no decision over. This was how it was laid out for you. You didn't, you didn't choose the time and the place. You didn't choose your grandparents or your parents and, and so on. But you can make a choice for the rest of your life once you come to a place of understanding. And that's what makes the decision uh, even more complicated, I think, because a lot of what we, uh, a lot of what we learn within our families, may be contradictory to the kingdom of God. It may kind of buffer against those principles of the kingdom. Now, when it comes to religion, it may line right up, especially if you're out of a family or a particular generation that is very critical, very judgmental, very opinionated on certain things. And so you begin to grow up with that, with that kind of a mindset. And when you bring that into the church, then it more or less just validates it and saying, you know, Jesus came to save the world, judge sinners, those that are saved by Christ are going to go to heaven, those, aren't, those that deny Christ are going to go to hell. And it's, it's very black and white. It's very, uh, it's, it's a cross-cultural, judgmental viewpoint that religion has established throughout the ages. And, you know, Jesus was a lot more compassionate and a lot more gracious and merciful than that, than we can ever imagine. And I don't find any place in the four Gospels where Jesus particularly or specifically went up to people and began to judge, criticize, and lambaste them for their lifestyle. He presented them with an opportunity to change by showing them the truth. Now, it was given to that person a choice. God laid it out before them. Jesus said, this is the way, this is the truth, this is life. I am the gate. I am the narrow way into the kingdom of God. This is who I am. This is who I represent, and I've come to reintroduce the kingdom of God back on earth. He never rammed it down their throat. From what I've read, the only people that he's been very critical with are the religious elect, the religious elite. And he scolded them on several occasions. You know, whitewashed walls and brood of vipers and money changes kicking them out of the temple. I mean, that's pretty strong. And I believe that he came against them so strongly is because they had corrupted the truth. And that perverted the mindsets and beliefs of so many people in that culture that, were, that had given their ear to that particular system. Now that the kingdom of God has been reintroduced and is alive and well, we still, in our own lives, deal with particular mindsets when it comes from a religious standpoint. And like I said, 10 years ago, I was caught up in all of that. Today, when I look back on it, religion makes me vomit because it is a cancer to the kingdom of God. It is doing nothing but divide, manipulate, and destroy the very thing that God wants to establish in a person's life. And, you know, what's one thing that for the most part, what's one thing that people will criticize 
who are either in arts and entertainment, who are in media, who are in education, and who are in governmental systems, they will contradict and make fun of and criticize the church, religion. Why? Because we've come at it from a judgmental viewpoints, and we, we've, we've stood our ground and stuck our feet in, in the sand and said, the book of Revelation, we're living for the time of Christ to return. And, you know, we're stuck on, we're stuck on earth, but everything's packed and ready to go to heaven. And you know what? Jesus never created that to be that way level of thinking. Yes, heaven is our final resting place. But what are you doing between now and then? That's the principle of why you need to live for what you need to live for now. It's not getting ready, packing your bags, and exiting out of here. You can't live for that. That is an end goal. But you don't need to wrap your whole entire life looking for that one particular time in space. You need to live now. You need to be an ambassador and introduce the kingdom of God not only to your own life, but to the people that you come in contact with. Man, that was a bit of a side bunny trail, right? I guess I got a little heated in the seat here because these things are very passionate for me because I'm tired of religion. I'm tired of the fact that it has, it has ostracized people, cultures. It, it has propagated division. We're right, they're wrong. But you know what? Even in the church, and you know, let, let's, pick on, let's pick on the church for a minute here, because I've been around it long enough. I've seen more than I need to see. And, you know, we, we come at it from a holier-than-thou concept or a mindset because we look at ourselves like we have it all together, and we don't. Just because a person accepts Christ into their life, it means that they, their spirit is made brand new, that they are now a new creature in Christ. But... When Jesus refers to, or the scriptures refers to, walking out your salvation daily, what do you think that means? It means we have to really recalibrate the way we think. It really, it really means the way that we look upon people and look upon our own lives, but ultimately on what Christ did for each and every one of us. I mean, if we are to be ambassadors of the kingdom of God, then we are to bring in the love, joy, peace in the Holy Ghost, right? That's what Scripture says the kingdom of God is. So why do we get on these soapboxes of judgment, criticism, division, and ridicule of people that don't line up with the way that we believe? And we have to just reimagine this. I'm not saying... Uh, you know, bring your salvation into question. No, salvation, that's the core, that's the deal. There's, there's no gray areas. That is black and white. But it's the rest of our approach from a mindset, from a kingdom mindset to a cultural understanding and detoxing from the religious perspective on so many things. Because we have people from all walks of life in every congregation, right? They can be... Let, let, let's, let's go from a, just a, a political soapbox. You can have conservatives, Democrats, independents, liberals, progressives, uh, green, green people, whatever. Sorry, I don't mean to offend anybody. But people from all kinds of walks and belief systems can be in the same room, can be in the same sanctuary, worshiping Jesus, but can be so diverse in the way that they think and operate. 
Okay, so how come? What caused that to happen? Why do people look to Christ as their Savior, but you can sit next to a person in the pew that has a, a very different way of thinking and a very different approach to life? Well, a lot of that, well, all of it, comes from the way that you were raised. It came from your parents. It came from education. It came from you giving certain ears to listening to specific people who were actually able to connect with a particular hurt or pain in your life. Therefore, you're more attuned to listening to them because they can connect with that pain in your life. They can help you make that go away. So regardless of what they say, your ear is more in tune to them. You know, you, you could have come out of a very abusive lifestyle. And so certain things really trigger you when, you know, when we talk about child poverty in this world, when we talk about abusiveness towards kids, when we talk about, you know, the homeless situation, when we, you know, when, when we very much want to allow people into this country and other peoples crossing over from one country to other countries in the world, the, the whole immigration issue, you know, some are like, you know, shut it down, close the walls. Some are like, well, we need to open it up because we need to let people, we need to give a compassionate viewpoint. And I know there are a lot of fingers and tentacles to all of that. There's political manipulation, manipulation and so on. But how would Christ approach that? And if you're from a conservative mindset, you're going to say, well, he'll approach it this way. If you're from a democratic mindset, you're going to say, well, he's going to approach it this way. So, you know, where, where do we find the common ground? Well, folks, the common ground is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom has to be a filter in all of our lives for us to be able to understand the complexity of culture and lifestyles and societies and nations around the world. You just cannot go in with weapons blazing and try to eradicate certain things, but you can't, you can't also go in you know, as, as innocent as a dove and get railroaded and taken advantage of by those that want to take advantage of you and steal you and rob you and take everything that you have. So there's wisdom and there's knowledge and there's understanding, but it all comes from the place of when Scripture talks about renewing your mind, renewing your mind to what? It's not renewing your mind to what you believe or your opinion or how you think. It is developed through understanding how the kingdom operates. And it has to happen with us first. We've all got an opinion. Just ask anybody. Ask me if I have an opinion. I'll tell you. Yes, I have an opinion. But is it a right opinion? And unless I put it through a kingdom filtration system, my opinion is going to be convoluted. My opinion may be 90% correct, but 10% of it may be corrupt. It may be 50-50. It could be 25% right and 75%. This guy's off his rocker. So when we can bring a kingdom perspective into everything that we do in life, the way that we think, the way that we operate, the way that we present ourselves, the way that we talk, the way that we bring compassion, healing, mercy, and grace into people's lives, even though we may have found our lives and our place at one particular 
uh, epoch of time and said, there's no way I would connect with those individuals. There's no way I would be in a room with certain people of this particular bent or culture or color or lifestyle or whatever it might be. And, you know, we have to, because we're representatives of the kingdom, speak truth, bring life, and develop a cultural, or how can I put this? We have to develop a cross-cultural understanding of kingdom development and kingdom mindsets in the lives of people that we come in contact with. Now, from a religious standpoint, that means beating people over the head, stamping them on the forehead with a Jesus bumper sticker, and telling them if they don't get saved, they're going to hell. I'm not talking about that, because that's the kind of stuff that makes me vomit, because nobody's going to pay attention to that. It's, that's, that's, that's been done over and done with, right? That does not win people to Christ, because you are guilting them and manipulating them into making a decision. Now, they're going to go on with the rest of their days. They're still going to be screwed up in their head, and they may end up in a church that is so religiously derelict that it, or derelict in the religious way of thinking that it undermines the very principles of the kingdom. But I'm talking about bringing the life of the kingdom of God into the lives of people. But that starts with you and me. That starts at ground zero. That starts with looking at the way that you think, the way that you have perceived life. I'm not talking about how you vote in the polling box. I don't care how you vote. If it's according to the kingdom, you'll do it right, okay? And there are good people on both sides, or however many sides there are, I've lost count. But everybody wants a microphone and everybody wants a soapbox. Who do you listen to? Why do you listen to them? Why do you believe what you believe? Does it line up with the kingdom? Is it a kingdom preset? Is it a kingdom concept? Is it something that you can go to the bank on and say, that's kingdom? But it's, you know, it's coming from the standpoint of surrounding yourselves with like-minded, kingdom-minded, influential people that can bring the life of Christ into you, into your mind, to develop you to be a greater man, a greater husband, and a greater father. That is gentlemen, is where it is. Appreciate your time. You take care.